0: When the night has come, and the land is dark, and the moon is the only light we'll see.
1: Welcome to Forever Young, the health and well-being podcast from Lanzarote. My name is Mario Petazzoli, and in every episode, join me in conversation with a variety of health experts and special guests as we explore what it means to live well. We may not find the secret to eternal youth, but join me on our quest as we explore just what it means to live a balanced, healthy and happy life. Hello again and welcome. Well, today on Forever Young, we have our very first guest couple on the podcast. Uh, Now, they've promised not to gang up on me, right? So I'll hold you to that. Uh, So let's announce who they are, and in no particular order, but ladies first, I guess, we have Beverly Knight.
0: Hello. Uh,
1: Hello, Beverly. Uh, Beverly has had a stellar career as a recording artist and musical theatre actress who released her first album, The B-Funk, way back in 1995, Uh, heavily influenced by American soul music icons such as Sam Cooke and Aretha Franklin. Beverly has released eight studio albums. She's hosted four series of her BBC Two radio Radio 2 show, Beverly's Gospel Night, and is widely labelled as one of Britain's greatest soul singers. And in recognition of her outstanding contribution to British music, Beverly was awarded an MBE in 2007. And, behaving himself, we also have Beverly's partner, James O'Keefe. James, welcome. Thank you. Uh, Beverly there's, and none, James... there's
2: none of that accolade for me,
1: I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but a different type of accolade, James, for you. Uh, Beverly and James met through work uh, on a TV set where James was working at the time as a production technician. And the couple were married back in 2012. James has his own podcast, uh, The Plus Ones, which we will hear a lot about later, uh, based on what life is like for the non-famous other halves of celebrities, uh, which I do highly recommend. It's a great listen. And uh, more recently, James is also the founder of the Unguarded Warrior, uh, which is a retreat and safe space for men to open up on their vulnerabilities mental health issues and providing a support network to help achieve inner calm and peace oh i like that did you like that yeah i am writing that st- down i might it that, I'll just put, it, it, on, put that. it on your <laughs> website <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so look one thing's for sure um we've really got quite a bit to talk about today um so welcome to the show you two thank, thank you thank you thanks so much this is
2: a real real treat and it's an s- honor so it
0: thank is you. it's is. It's nice that we're together as well
1: yeah.
2: yes <laughs> we want to be together well yes lovebirds Yeah. We, um,
1: you know, we love having you here at Landschoff at the Arts Club. Thank you. Thank and, you. Uh, um, and I know you're a bit of a dynamic duo, um, but we want to understand today a little bit more how you motivate each other to live a healthy and happy life together. Um, and
0: actually, with beating that in mind,
1: usually isn't it? <laughs> Bev hits me with a stick usually now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of but course, he's joking.
1: He, he is joking. Yes, he is, he is. Uh, but fresh from your vitamin infusions. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly upstairs. Um, tell us why you have those and, and how you're both feeling today.
0: Well, we both have very, very busy lifestyles. And um, m- mine at the moment with um, a theatre show is physically demanding as well as, you know, mentally challenging, remembering lines and where you're supposed to be and things. And James is the same, Um not so much the theatre world, yeah. but you know, physically, you your don't, life you is. Don't
2: want me in the no, we don't world,
0: want you
2: yeah. in the theatre. <laughs> I'm, I'm a massive show off, but yeah. yeah.
0: But his his <laughs> life is also as as physically and as mentally demanding as as mine, just in a different way. So, yeah. the vitamin infusions just kind of help you to build back the mm-hmm. energy um, and any deficiencies that you may lose during the course of any day, just yes. by. Working and working long hours. And, um,
2: and the fact that, you know, we don't get the nutrients we need, you know, no matter what diet you eat and no matter what mm-hmm. supplements you take, we're all deficient in different things. So, you know, it's good to have a little top up and see how your body reacts to it. So, yeah, yeah I think it's um, always a good thing to have done, it, obviously, if you can afford it, if you can, you know, um, if you have the way of all to, to get it done. it's I think is a very strong it's thing worthwhile. to get done. Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely
0: worthwhile. I mean, <coughs> the way I feel right now mm-hmm. is the only way I can you describe can it, it yeah, is yeah, zingy. Can,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> zingy. Zingy, yeah. I like that word. Okay. I like that. Well, look, I think we'll, um, we'll probably need to um, separate and, and talk to you individually about your respective careers. But um, one more question uh, that I have for both of you is, um, seeing as you're feeling zingy, Beverly and, and James, <laughs> is, is you both look incredibly well. You know, our listeners can't see that, but I can vouch for that. You both look incredibly we well. Did, we did well, pay you 20 pounds.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: cheap, I'm cheap. <laughs> yeah, I know, um, not bad. What are your secrets? And and what is a tip uh, other than uh, vitamin infusions, but what does a typical healthy week look like for you?
0: Oh, gosh. <laughs> Don't James, know if
2: people are ready for my one. James, you,
0: you, you go first, because yours, is, first yours is detailed
2: yeah. and long. I'm... I'm Quite, um, how how can we put it? I'm quite full on, aren't I? In Mm -hmm. in every aspect of my life, I'm quite. um, You know, my my background was was coming from uh, a a life of not good things back in the day, you know, um, drink drugs, uh, you know, just violence, just silly, you know, silly stuff when I was young. So I've been on a health journey for for 20 years now, trying to discover different modalities to to help my mental health and wellness. Um, And I think coming from that, you have sometimes to replace negative, um, you know, things that you have in your life you need to replace them with positives so i go full on into a lot of stuff so i've gone full into my health i was a professional mma fighter Mm. um so some of the stuff i do still to keep fit and healthy and well is a bit extreme still like you know i've got a we've got a chest freezer in our back garden that i fill with water and i get in there every day uh, you cold know, so cold water therapy. I swim in Hampstead Heath. I go everywhere, anywhere we go in the world or the country. Mm. I'm like, right, where's there a lake? You know, mm. we have to go. I have to go and find something to swim in, or whether it's you know, I'm putting myself on on retreats and do you know, all sorts of different things. But I've got. You know, movement, workout that I do in the morning. I do my meditation, my breathing. Mm. You know, um, and then diet as well, obviously, and supplements. I've got quite a big supplement regime. <laughs> so for me, it's quite a lot. Yes, <laughs> I'm quite, you know, but I need that. I need that structure. You've got a routine there. It sounds like for me, I that's need the it. Key, isn't Men- it. Yeah, mentally, I, I need structure. I need routine um, to keep me balanced, to keep me from. How I feel going back to how I was, you know, which mm-hmm. and that's not a good part of my life. So, okay. um, but Bev, you're, you know, and and Beverly's kind of been <laughs> cajoled into some of them things. Yeah, <laughs> I mean,
0: the fitness side um, has yeah, obviously always training. been, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a, a, a big part of of my adult life. Yes. Um, certainly s- since my career started. Uh, it was a period where I lapsed, um, and uh, yeah, you did a
2: lot of sports when you were young. Though you did a were lot very of like, unlike me, I was I was a fat kid and not healthy mm-hmm. when I was young, and you know, so I didn't, I wasn't very good at sports. But Beverly yeah. was it was a oh, very I was good I
0: was yeah, I was into my athletics, and um, but then I got to a point where I kind of lapsed a bit, mm. and um, and that showed, you know, yeah. physically, it showed, it manifested itself, Um got back on the on the, the 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 trail to to fitness and never look back so there is uh training looking after myself with with diet as as James was saying really mm. important to me um and yes um some of the some of the other um uh regimes that yeah. James has has now implemented into his life he's been um Persuading me. Oh, Are you talking really? about the cold water the cold therapy? Water? It's called
2: nagging people. Yeah, basically. and they say, look, people say that nagging doesn't work. Well, I'm I'm actually an advocate. <laughs> it does work. Okay, so just nag and get stuff done. No. <laughs>
0: James is always telling me about the cold water therapy, and I did try it, and yeah, I I um I admit it really does. It really does. Okay, but what's work. going
2: on at the moment, Beverly?
0: Yeah, the moment it's hard. I'm finding it hard. Really Let's am. talk about that, shall we? Emily? <laughs>
2: Let's moment. have a counselling so, session. <laughs> so,
1: well, look the, the next step in your Landsvogur at the Arts Club experience, therefore, has to be cryotherapy. So, um, you wow. When you're next here, we'll we'll arrange that. Thank too, you. Mate. Yeah, yeah. That'd okay. be amazing. Okay. You Thank so you. So, dry cold as opposed to yes, wet, cold. wet it cold might be more manageable for you.
0: Yeah, I wet, think. Yeah, I mean, I'm I I. I do I do see the benefits of it. I'm mm. I'm one of those people who likes to be warm and snuggly, but I do also realize that sometimes to be at optimal health you have to push yourself beyond yes what is the comfortable and boundary then, and then reap the rewards and up, then right. reap the rewards yeah, exactly. which it's, James is always telling me. But so. it's
2: further than that. It's, it's it's as human beings, it's life itself. You you know, if we're comfortable all the time we're not. We're not growing. We're just not. No, we're no, not. Bro- we're, not, not we're not. progressing in, in 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 any way, really. We're just. We're just. You know, you reach for that. It's like anything. You reach for the for the donut. You reach for the thing. Your mm, brain mm. is always telling you, "Well, that's the easy option," so you take it. Mm. So if you do that all the time, your brain is. is learning to take the easy option Mm. if you can put yourself out of your comfort zone with cold water with even standing outside with a pair of shorts on in the winter for five Mm. minutes you know on the grass grounding and just getting some because we're insulated all the time by Mm. clothes and 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 you know everything else so i think it's important to just sometimes get back to Nature and just get back to connecting, and that's a big part of what. And I'm that doing... sense
1: of well-being mm. after is significant, isn't it? You know, the
2: endorphins that are released. Um, are just a, a to, real... For cold water, especially, yes, it's, yes, it's yeah. un, uh, for me, the the biggest reason why I do it is mental health. Mm. For me, it's the the mental health aspect. Getting my vagal nerve in in into cold water, the back of your head, which apparently mm. ra- wakes up your reptilian brain and etc. etc. It that is apparently key for. You know mental health, mental mm. awareness and, and just and, and emotional health, you know mm. I think that's not talked about enough as mm. as, as well. but well, you but, both um, um, obviously talk with
1: great passion about this, and that's perfect for, for, for us here to, you know in, in a health and well-being podcast, of course. Mm. But, but maybe now we can talk about you you know as individuals as well, because Beverly, you know you've had an extraordinary career. Uh, and uh, and James, I know you'll agree. We'll start with Beverly first, 100 mm, uh, percent mm. And um, and your longevity in in such a fickle industry actually is is so impressive. I mean, we said at the top of the show, you released your first album, B Funk, back in nineteen ninety
0: five. That's right. Yeah. Um,
1: which which I said earlier, I listened to last yes. night, and, oh, and, and and it does stand the test of time. It really does. <laughs> and um, you. Did you think back then that your journey would lead to you being well? Award an MBE and, and 26 years later being critically acclaimed in the West End.
0: I had no real kind of game plan beyond I'm going to sing and write songs until there's no more me to <laughs> sing and write songs. I'm so grateful that I have this career that has that has stood the test of time mm. and that's down to the support of fans who have... You know, been there from the beginning, and then others who have joined along the journey. Mm. Um, and fortunately for me, um, it's crossed over different generations. It, you know, I'm I'm Gen X, and um, I got the millennials um, to come on board, which has yes. been wonderful. And and now even some Gen Zers. Uh, so. Yes. Uh, I'm really fortunate in that the way my career has gone has meant that um, uh, people have been able to kind of pick up an element of what I do Mm -hmm. along the way and then deep dive and find other things and other Mm -hmm. elements of my career to enjoy. So um, for me, uh, I, I, I still look at my career now and think, how? Wow. I'm, I'm so, it, I mean, I've put in a lot of work. Mm. There's been a hell of a lot of work and a lot of dedication. I absolutely am focused mm. on my career, but also it's not just raw talent and, um, you know, the tenacity. Mm. You can have both of those things, but you yes. need to be making great decisions as well. And, working hard. and yeah, you've got to, mm. you've got to have those, those things. And the decisions that I've made along the way, um, you know, and latterly some really big decisions, you know, changing management and so forth, um, has put me in good stead for the next decade along. Mm. Um, and the career has just kind of uh, blossomed from from that point. So mm. it's, it's uh, really important.
2: But that's also about not only because everyone bleats on about working hard mm. and it's, it's not enough. Like I, we all know people who work like maniacs mm. and still can't feed their families. Mm-hmm. So you have to work smart. You have to. You have to find a balance between making, as Beverly said, making really clear decisions mm. and being focused on certain things. And sometimes you can only make clear decisions Concise decisions when you're mentally in a good place. Mm-hmm. So you have to find some kind of balance in your life to then be able to fi- make good decisions. Mm-hmm. I believe anyway, that's my being what I've been through the the, the, the hardships and the stresses and the, the tough times. The times I've made the worst decisions are I've been under duress mm. and stress. Absolutely
0: right, you know. Absolutely, so I think. Yeah.
2: I think that's people don't talk about that enough. That you have to be in a good mental place to make the right decisions to, think to strategically, to, to clearly exactly. And if mm-hmm. you're if you're stressed about money or your family or mm. there's problems or that whatever's going on, you're you're not coming from a place of abundance. You're coming from a place of scarcity and and being frightened and and you know so. I think that's another big thing, and and Beverly's been really good with that. She's always found a way to be balanced. I think, you know, from
0: balance is important. I've Mm -hmm. seen, and we've all seen, countless of examples of brilliant artists who make terrible decisions, and you know, in the ultimate cases, they do self-destruct. You see people who should still be with us they're not it's you have to think smart and sometimes working smart and thinking clearly Mm. goes against the grain of what um the 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 public perception is of what an artist should be you know rock and roll and sex and drugs and that's all well and good and it makes headlines Mm. but it's not going to be la- beneficial, to you? You don't last, 20 years. Yeah. You don't last you don't, 27 yeah. years. You don't get you do. that. You you won't get yeah. that. It's I mean, it, th- com- there has to be a, cho- a, a change.
1: Yes. What what comes across is, I mean, clearly you're incredibly talented, Beverly. And you're too modest, to sort of, but but, <laughs> but you, you are. But you, you obviously the hard work behind the scenes to to look so effortless on stage and um, that's the bit that the that viewers and the public and and, and listeners don't see or, or uh, you know that's because that's that's your reward at the end is to look so effortless on stage
0: and it's so it's so important to put in the work mm. for yourself so that when you do stand on stage you've got everything you need and ultimately standing on stage yes. is the joy is the reward yes. in itself it's yes. not well I'm stood here because <laughs> I've got to pay for that kitchen <laughs> yes. and I've got this mortgage and I've got... Sure. The, the reward is standing on the stage mm. and having that amazing two-way connection with mm. an audience. They go home elated, you go home elated. Yes. And there is nothing else. that is That feels more joyous. And, that must
1: and be an extraordinary it, it
0: really is. It's so edifying to mm. know that what you do is uplifting other people as well as, as well as yourself and then the benefits the the additional benefit that comes from that is you know the byproducts of fame so it is the the the, the wealth that comes with it and the, the the you know the other trappings of fame but mm. they have never been the end result For me, Mm -mm. for me, they've always been just that, a byproduct. What I always wanted was a career and a legacy.
1: Well, that's it. Yes, which clearly um, you are creating along the way of your uh, and your career. But let's talk about Little Girl, Beverly. <laughs> um you know were you always the singer the show off um and tell us <laughs> tell us about that I've seen, no,
2: I'll, I'll tell you that I've seen videos of like <laughs> family videos and she's just loud like, blah, 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 like that I was and she's a lot <laughs> different now a lot uh, you know because I think she was quite combative in when she was young very outspoken and yeah you know and obviously I'm talking for you but it from my point of view what I saw When I met her, she was completely different. So it was... Because I'm quite... Full on as well, aren't I? Yeah. And it's like if we'd have both been like that, I think it would have been tricky. It, yeah, but it would have been a clash. You're the more chill. one, laid aren't back. Yeah, you're the more laid back one.
0: As a as a child, I was, as James was saying, um, I was definitely a show off. I was very <laughs> precocious in terms of performance, the stage, and microphones, and the public held no fear for me i was happy mm. to perform in front and of and still and still, still doesn't, and still doesn't. Mm-hmm. um and that's never changed um i've you know i was that kid who if mum and dad were had Friends coming round, they'd yes. wheel me out <laughs> to do to either sing or do my impressions or something, Because you know, I just you, love oh, to perform. You, you did impressions as well. Oh, got yeah. Come on, she's really do, good. Oh no! Come she's on, really
2: good. She's got really good voice. Oh, she can no. do loads of different give, voices. Give us one impression. What, you, what ones
0: do you do? Okay, <laughs> right. Okay, who's this? <laughs> who's this? <laughs> right. You've done me wrong. Your time is up. You took a sip from the devil's cup. uh, You gotta do one.
2: You gotta do one just a spoken one now.
0: A spoken one. I can't. can't Yeah, you can. Put a
2: voice on. Do a voice of someone.
0: Oh, I can't do. That
2: was brilliant, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That was really good. I
0: love you, Heather. Heather knows I love her. (laughs) He has... Oh, I can't think right, now. No, we'll, we'll, come we'll, yes. we'll come back to that. We'll come
2: back to that. She's very good, though. She's got good, uh, you know, good, good voices yeah. you can do. Yeah. <laughs>
1: OK, so you were the precocious five-year-old that was Absolutely. forever showing three, off. Three, when yeah. the conversation dried the three, up, and, yeah. uh, they'd, they'd wheel you out. Your parents would wheel you out yeah. to, 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 to entertain everybody.
0: That was me. I mean, I, I, I was already um doing school productions from infant school all the way through mm. every opportunity I had to perform I'd take it Show whether it would be in church or whether it would be um in uh you know the extracurricular activities at school mm. church was great because church was a real kind of uh, training ground, mm-hmm. and um, in the tradition of many many soul artists, that's where I got my start. Yes. And people are pretty brutal. If you're not bringing it vocally, mm-hmm. that church will be quiet. If you are, they erupt. So um, I knew I was on the right path because every time I sang, they erupted. So uh, I and, and and I continued like that all the way through um, my my life and those are the things that are the constants, those are the the building blocks that I have used on um onto which I have then built a career mm. of performance, of writing songs and um and now, you know, latterly mm. uh with a musical theatre career.
2: But, but I tell you mm. just, just to to caveat something, what what people don't see you know you talk about hard work and talent and all of that but what people don't see is is how much bev appreciates everything and how much she takes and values the what she's doing like mm. some people take for granted what they do bev doesn't and that i think that's one of mm. the biggest things that you you've got like the takeaways that any young person wanting to do this kind of career can, can take away. Bev is the same person, bubbly and lovely, kind to people, you know, from the second she gets up to the second she goes to sleep, the taxi driver, the person bringing her, t- you know, whatever it is, she's the same to everyone. Mm. And everyone wants to work with her. Everyone wants to, you know, is happy because she's, she brings everyone together. And that's, I think, sometimes the biggest key in life is even if you work in Tesco's, to be the best you can be, you know, uh, at whatever you do, mm-hmm. you will add value to anything you do and everyone will gravitate to you for that. And I believe that's one of Bev's biggest strengths is that rather than the talent and the hard work and blah, 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 is that. Mm-hmm. That's what I think, anyway. Wow. How lovely to hear your husband no, no, say that about you, really, Beverly, huh?
0: It really is. Yes. It really is. It's, uh,
2: but it's something that people it, don't talk, you know, it, like these are these some things. Everyone goes on about hard work and talent and blah, blah, blah. But no one, I don't hear people really digging into that. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is a health and wellness podcast. And, you know, we need to talk about mental health. And we need to talk about things like that that mm-hmm. keep, you know, that, that keep Beverly on that. Even keel, you know, that because that's a big thing, isn't it? Just
0: picking up from that, I am well aware that to have music in my life and to Mm. be able to sing the way I sing is a gift that landed in my lap at birth. Mm -hmm. I could have parked it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just sung on the weekends or whatever, or, 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 um. I could have abused it, which I think is 10,000 times worse, Mm -hmm. um, to have that kind of a gift and then to squander it. For me, every day of my life, I wake up thinking, I have this ability whereby any song I either create or hear, I can then go out and replicate. And I know that puts me in a small percentile of of Mm -hmm. the global population. And... um, I'm really grateful for it
1: Yes, you clearly don't take it for granted and
0: um, No, and I do everything to protect it
1: Yes And <laughs> to um, nurture
0: it what, um, What's
1: what been a career highlight for you If you had to pick one out Obviously How dare you, I'm offended, well, aside, I'm offended I just no, last, <laughs> Well, aside that? from meeting James <laughs> <laughs> A <laughs> um, career Yeah, yeah all right.
0: My oh, career highlight My right. oh, oh,
2: career highlight
0: well, I I have been a Prince fan since I was tiny. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, anybody who knows anything about me knows that I have just absolutely my number one idol in life in, in, in life of music is Prince. Mm. And, and she even
2: stowed away once to go and see him in concert. Yes, I did. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Mum.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Snuck off, didn't tell mom. Yeah. Oh, God. Which was big. Which was a but big deal. Like
2: Bev to do that, you know. But anyway.
0: But um, okay. the, the fact that I not only got to support him when he did his record-breaking run at the O2, the O2. in 2007, the 31-21 um, tour, 31, 21 tour. Yeah. Um, but then the following spring he flew me to LA. Didn't tell me why but he flew me to LA and um just said you know I want you here it was the Oscars weekend um and to cut a very long story short he had me perform at his private post Oscars party where the great and good of Hollywood turned up some still with their statuettes in their hand and um had me join him and Stevie Wonder, on stage oh, to sing, um, you know, to entertain. Getting
1: goosebumps, Hollywood's, Beverly, <laughs> <laughs> listening to that. I
0: know, mm. Hollywood's A-list. And uh, I, I look at that. I know it happened. I, you know, I've got a recording of, uh, well, it's on Spotify. What, was it the um, year after,
2: the, the 21 Nights thing? Yeah, because
0: that happened okay. in um, September of twenty twenty uh, okay. of 2007 and then the February of 2008 – that was when I went off we, to LA. We, uh, we just got together. We got
2: together. We'd, when Bev did the Twenty One Nights thing with him. We so three months after we met, I was side of stage chatting to Prince, watching my now girlfriend on stage. On stage. I was just like this. It was a, with my sister, massive Prince fan in the audience. My yeah. brother was there. And I was just like, okay, this is odd. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's how it's going to be. This is so a typical day. Yeah, no. it was. No. So that no. was, yeah, it was pretty. It was the
0: as most well. surreal and special thing that's ever happened to me mm. in my career. And it's funny because people often will think it's an accolade that might have um, might be a, 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 a career highlight, you mm. know, and winning awards or, or, or and mm. things like that, but. And, and they're wonderful and I appreciate them. But when... It? it is experiences. Always. When right, your absolute idol invites you to sing with them on stage, mm. there's no award. There's no... There is no greater accolade no. than that. And especially that will Prince. stay. Especially Prince. Especially
2: Prince. Because he doesn't, he doesn't just get your average person <laughs> to come and see with him. No. He doesn't. I he never doesn't. got the call up. Right. and And, you know, he doesn't, you know... There's only a few people in the world that Prince would have called, and you know, and that you—that's oh, that's special. It, you well, know?
0: it, so it, it, it floored it me. It's hurts you, Danny. It's, gone. Yeah, it's,
2: I know. Yeah, so um, it's
1: tough.
0: It's a tough loss. It is. Yeah, to, yeah.
2: to your point earlier, you know, yeah. sadly, he's no longer with yeah. us. Exactly. Yes.
0: Uh, exactly.
2: And that again, health and, and you know, is is that that's health issues? You know, that was that was being given prescribed painkillers, and that's that American kind of way that they do is they they you know injections and operations like at the drop mm-hmm. of a hat mm-hmm. I'm a there was big,
0: another way there, there was I, another yeah. way my, for my Prince. big
2: my big thing is there's always another way you know mm-hmm. and, and i think there is we need to look at that in in this community and we need to say there is other ways to heal ourselves you know mm-hmm. um yes. yeah i think it's Quite uh, right yeah yeah well um let's um uh, Fast forward to today
1: and uh, The Drifters' Girl at yes. the Garrick Theatre. Uh, it has opened to absolutely rave reviews. Yes, I'm thrilled. Uh, I'm thrilled. And so maybe in your own words, Bev, yeah. give us um, a synopsis of the show, mm-hmm. the story and the themes covered and, and your your role as well.
0: So I... Mm. Um, the, the show is called The Drifters' Girl, which is a reference to a line in the show that... Um, former drifter Rudy Lewis uh, says to uh, the, the, the character who I play, Faye Treadwell when describing her now what he means is you're the lady who manages the drifters and um, so the, the, the whole show is about Faye Treadwell and how she took this well respected group um, that were doing Okay, in the US and then as music change started to wane a bit, how she gave them a new lease of life and subsequently turned them into global superstars Mm. by relocating them to England. Um, All true. And in so doing, she did something which frankly no other woman had done. There was no other female music manager. Mm. And certainly... It was a first to be an African American woman mm. doing that mm. in a time where women were demonstrably second-class citizens and Black people were barely had their human rights covered in mm. the U.S. in a, in a in in a place where you know segregation was enforced by the law. So she was formidable strident trailblazing um spiky Mm. um she had to be but she was resilient and she did it all to create a legacy not only for the drifters but something to give her daughter tina treadwell um so that she didn't have to ever rely on anybody in life. She Mm. could have her own career and make her own way and her own money. It's an incredible story. Mm. Of course, it's backed up by um, the music of the drifters, which just makes it a joy. Yes. and it's really funny. All of that sounds very weighty and serious, but it's actually a really funny show. Uh, funnier than we thought. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of great one-liners in there. Um, yeah, but that, and a it's lot of that great. is down
2: to the, uh, the actors, the Yeah, You know, like the, the four lads. Adam, know.
0: Tosh, Taryn and Matt yeah. um, star as the four drifters, mm. but <laughs> also... As all the drifters, yeah. so they're doing multiple role playing. They they are basically every other character yeah. on stage, um, whereas I just stay playing Faye play Treadwell. They play everyone else from a waitress. Unbelievable, unbelievably, unbelievably. unbelievably, they
2: are like if, if anyone needs to see it, just a really amazing.
0: It's a masterclass of fun, um, yeah,
2: but but weighty. Um, Like, the performances as well, the singing and the dancing and the acting from all of them are um, unbelievable. I know I'm biased because it's my wife, but, you know, I don't You're allowed to be. (laughs) And it's obviously
1: dealing with very serious themes, but it's a joy at the end of of all of that. Absolutely.
0: Mm. Absolutely. Um, It really is. I mean, you know, she went through some trials, um, as you can imagine. And it was
1: circumstance that that led her to be the manager of the drifts. Did her husband... That's right passed away, is that right? That's right. Yes. George
0: Treadwell was the original manager of the Drifters mm. and other acts including Billie Holiday, Sarah Vaughan um, Nat King Cole um, he was a well established manager mm. uh, and then he died. Lung appara- cancer apparently 1967. He's story, yeah.
2: Apparently he's a story in his own right so mm. we, we, we've we spent a lot of the time with the family and friends and stuff and just researching his story is no joke as well that's, so that's right. you know but they're just a fascinating
0: fascinating power yeah. couple yeah. Yes. and when George Treadwell died in 1967 she stepped up she, stepped up. she said right Amazing. well I'm gonna yeah. manage the group whereas um perhaps other people in the same situation would have sought out a new manager or handed over the reins yeah. to yeah. someone else fight, she fight, did it
2: yeah the fight for the the, the, the lawsuit she was Going, you know, the fight she had to go through. With People cross. tried
0: to take the yeah. drifters away from her because she was a woman, mm. and they thought it was going to be easy to yeah. do she so. She sounds a formidable. Oh, woman. She was a force. Yeah. You
2: should see her daughter. She's perfect casting. Force. Then.
0: Yeah, thank yeah. <laughs> you. <Yeah>. Oh, <my laughs> her daughter is. Her daughter's as a force. Oh, well. We oh, really? learned a lot so, yeah, about Spain. So friends
2: with her and. My God, she is a beautiful She's an absolute She's force. A beautiful woman, but just yeah. so strong. Yeah, yeah. The apple um, did not be- fall far from the
0: tree. Yeah, <laughs> be-
1: Beverly. Maybe may a, a loaded question, but of course it yeah. deals with the themes of racism, sexism, Yeah. Uh, misogyny. I mean, how much has changed fifty years? And do, you, do you sometimes ask yourself the question, you know, what's changed? You know, do,
0: well, this is it's it's funny you should say because often I do think. What has changed, Mm. um, you know, we still, the music industry is still dominated at decision-making level by men Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, by white, mostly white men, um, making decisions over the future of someone like I'll use myself as an example mm. a, back then a young black woman with no real understanding of the background of uh, cultural mm. um nuances um just musically where things should be placed so many so many things you know
1: yes you did experience that at the start of your career didn't yeah, you yeah it was with it a, was with difficult a song that you wanted done in a in a less produced way yeah uh, and um, that led to i think the producer leaving oh, yeah, he left. You, you got your own way
0: I did in the end yes. he just walked out the session mm. which was horribly unprofessional and and then I was asked what I'd done to provoke that which mm. was just horrible <laughs> um. um but in the end uh luckily for me the record label boss sided with me and thought well she's absolutely right it shouldn't be an overproduced song um but that Meant I was fortunate in that circumstance. The music industry is—it's changing slowly. We're seeing a lot more women, a lot more female artists. In fact, st- statistically, there are a lot more female, successful female artists mm. around, present than even there are males. Mm. Who new, newer artists coming through, um, and that's testament to just the dogged determination of a lot of women. Um but as I say, decision making level, the executive board mm. and upwards, still male dominated.
2: The the thing that you've that I've seen that, that Beverly did that she fought through was to was to make decisions even even if it didn't really further her career, she could have taken the ease again, it's like the easy option sometimes. Mm, mm. You take the, you know, you take the apple, but, Mm. you know, I mean, you take the biscuit over the apple, you know what I mean? But you take the easy option because it's easy. It doesn't mean it's good or it's going to work in the long run. I think that's what, given Bev. Beverly, her her longevity in, in her career yes. is not taking the easy decision sometimes. It's actually a sad indictment you know. on
1: the industry and society uh, that you have to be that formidable woman <laughs> to to, yeah. to overcome those barriers whereas maybe for many, many others, it's the easiest thing in the world, whereas you have to fight to but get it's, what is right. Still, it is for always right. still, still fighting.
0: Still, she still, you it, know. it still feels like a fight. It's still um... You know, trying to win hearts and minds by any means necessary, and mm. in my uh, <laughs> me being me, it's usually with charm. Mm. Um, but I'm aware that uh, the the journey to success for me has always been quite a steep uphill gradient. But while it's been incremental, mm. it's been fabulous because. Everything that I've decided in my career, I can stand by. I've never felt as though I've been pushed down a cul-de-sac musically Mm. that I didn't want to go down. And as a result, I've had to spend years fighting to reverse out of it. That's not happened to me. But what it's meant is it's been a a longer journey to success.
1: And I I assume you look back with, therefore, with great pride on everything you've produced.
0: Absolutely.
1: Some of which you've had to fight for, but it's all your work. That's right. It's your body of work.
0: I'd prefer prefer that to the other way, to any other way, really. Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, um, let's bring it back to, you know, your your health as well. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You've been very open in in the past in discussing uh, a health scare that you had uh, years ago. And... um, if you could share a little bit about that. The reason I'm asking as well mm. is I know doctors said back then that if you hadn't have been as fit as you were, mm-hmm. it may have been a different outcome. Yes. Um yeah. so, so if you if you'd like to share that that would be I wonderful.
0: I um discovered that I had uterine fibroids. Mm. Um I was in Toronto um starring in the musical The Bodyguard. Um I knew I had this protrusion in, you know, the lower right side of my um, abdomen. Before you went, that right? was it before was, I went, yeah. and I was and like, it just, grew. it just grew. I was like, what is this? I thought, like, oh my god, I've got a hernia. <laughs> mm. Well, I'm starring in the show. It's going to have to wait, you know, until I get back to the UK. But something in the back of my mind was really concerning me, so um, I went to the uh, hospital with uh, the company manager. And the great, first thing, the, sh- who were, the, show the show was like, yeah. amazing. The they really, really looked after me. Like, they were fantastic. Yeah. Um, they, the first thing they did was take my blood pressure, which is, you know, straightforward, or so I thought. It was through the stratosphere so that meant I had to stay in. What was
2: it like two? Was it like two fifty
0: over th- something oh crazy? A yeah. hundred. Like the to die, the you know the, I mean? the diastolic was a um, hundred and something, yeah. and the oh systolic goodness. was two hundred so I be mean, I
2: twenty over eight, and it was like two fifty over one. It was insane. It was it was, it was
0: you know. insane, and they just couldn't understand why I had not had a stroke, while mm. I was still standing up mm. and still performing and still night. performing yes. and still on stage. Songs a night, yeah. Um, they took me in. They did an ultrasound. They said, you've got huge uterine fibroids. You need to get them out. What I hadn't realized is the reason my blood pressure had gone through the roof is because my urethra was being squeezed by the size of these fibroids, um, which was telling my kidney that my blood pressure was low when it It wasn't, Um, which meant the kidney sent the message to the brain, to the heart, work harder. Of course, the blood pressure goes up. Um, It was just luck that I was okay. And of course, the fact that I was very fit, very strong, very Mm -hmm. healthy. uh, really had looked after myself
2: until you, you were given blood pressure pills and then you passed out and then
0: i yeah, I was given tablets to control <laughs> the symptoms yeah. which made me ill yeah, previously she literally passed out it was awful, so yeah, yeah I was on the phone so to anyhow. you at the time yeah, that was that, awful yeah. I won't go there um <laughs> the 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 long story um short uh, version is that um I just wanted to finish. I didn't have long to go in the bodyguard, so I thought, I just got to get through these five weeks. Let me finish this up, come home, and deal with everything then. I didn't want anything happening to me, you know, while I was in Mm. Canada. Mm. Um, And basically I had to have a total abdominal hysterectomy. Mm. Still have my ovaries, Mm. but I had that done when I got back June of 2017. Um, and then you had, Do- and and you had Dr. O'Keefe looking after me. And then you, I had Dr. O'Keefe looking after me, <laughs> getting me back to wellness. Um, my uterus was so misshapen, there was no way I, I was going to be able to keep it. So it was Goodness. it was tough. Well, it was tough. But But, I, I, yeah. but fitness, diet, yeah. you yeah. know, health, yeah. support of James to get me through mm. it. Um, I had the operation, and I was back within inside of seven weeks. I was back to being able to sprint along the beach. <laughs> had you know beach recovery? <laughs> yeah, oh, we on.
2: had to. We, we went away. We, it was it was a case of because they don't tell you anything about you have back a lot, to health, and it. then they and then they, they just kind kick of, you out of the hospital. I okay. They don't really tell you anything. So I I did loads of research on it, and then saw that apparently after an operation, the worst thing to do is lie around. Sit around. Because you need to keep everything circulating. So literally the day of the operation, Bev was up, just slowly moving, and then... and then I could at just, least
0: visit the, the bathroom. Yeah. So mm-hmm.
2: then it was just keep it going from there every day, a tiny little bit more, a little bit of stretching, a little bit of just then fresh air, grounding, just all of these things that we It just, was the summer, so that and helped. Then, and <laughs> then it was like, you know, trying to work, massage the, the scar, and just all of these things just... And then it went on and the food and the, the you know, it was just everything, you know. So yeah. we well, So we work
0: know. we worked through it together, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was
2: horrible. Yeah. Well thank you for sharing that. So yeah, look how it's a well pleasure. and vibrant you are
0: today.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, it's a testament to to your your health and well being that led you to recover so well.
0: Absolutely. So Absolutely. I'm uh,
1: before we turn to James, I'm going to be a bit cheeky, Beverly. Go oh, on. Well. So uh we've heard so much about the drifter's girl. Give us a give us a blast from one of the many great <laughs> okay. songs that we hear. Come on.
0: All right. Well, I don't sing this song. Um this is sung by Benny King who people not many people realized was a drifter. That's how he started. Yes. That's where his career, his solo career came from. So this is um you will hear this on the night. Again, not sung by me, but it's it's one of the standout tracks. When the night has come as you stand, stand by me, and you know the rest. <laughs> oh, come on, come on! What are you saying? I actually, I just thought I do actually sing a version of that song, but it's it's been oh, yeah, totally yeah. deconstructed, yeah. and you know, it's right at the end of Act One. And in order for me to, well, I can't describe it. You just have to come and see yeah. it. Well, come <laughs> come and, and see, see the show, and then you'll you know? then you'll know what it's I mean. Christmas, we will certainly
1: yeah. be there. James, is this how you get to sleep every night? Does Beverly <laughs> sing to you? I make you her do it every night. Yeah, I do Maria.
2: Funny <laughs> you should say that. Every night. Uh, it, you know, it's one of the questions loads of people ask me all the time when I'm standing somewhere... And you know, Bev's coming out or whatever, they're like, Oh, you're so lucky. Do they does she sing to you? But I'm like, Yeah, yeah. But I you yeah. know, I say I taught her everything she knows, so it's like <laughs> You're in the shadows, you know. You know, I'm like, Yeah, she you know Well, uh talking of the shadows uh and the plus ones, um
1: by the way, that was a privilege. Thank you. Oh, definitely. it's a, that, a it's a, a pleasure. A it's well, it's a joy to sing
0: um, and I love to sing.
1: But yeah, yeah. uh you told me a few weeks ago about your your great podcast the plus ones do not you uh share with the listeners just what that covers
2: yeah it was just you know it was uh i've always got another a thought pattern or something you know it's always there's always like a, a double edged sword of everything so i um i wanted to do a podcast and i just it just came one day' it was actually a friend of mine came uh, was was talking about it. A friend I met years ago was, was we called each other the plus ones. Mm-hmm. She was married to um, Tom Cochran, a massive singer in America uh, in Canada. Canada. We're like, oh, we're the plus ones you know and then it came to me like, ah, oh, this is what I should do the podcast about being the plus one. So, and I've just got an amazing guest. I've only done one series. Um, I've, I've recorded some more, but I'm going to launch another series. But as you well know with podcasts, you need to do them every week, you know, to keep that momentum going. So I will be doing it again. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's basically interviewing other um, people in, that have partners in the public eye or they're actually, so both of them sometimes are you know in the public eye mm-hmm. and it's interesting to get a different dynamic from each of them mm-hmm. so i've actually had in the new series i've had um uh two two guys that are together and i'm not going to tell people who it is yet because i want you to listen anyway <laughs> um and they both tell me the different stories one's becoming more s- successful like in front of the camera the other one's more behind now so it's mm-hmm. a really interesting dynamic mm-hmm. and and the mental health aspect of work as well, particularly the men, I want to find out how does it work with your ego? How does it, you know, because men typically have big egos. So, you know, it's like, how does that work with your ego? How can you let mm. that, you know, your partner be more successful than you? So that was mm. the the whole ethos behind it. Well, that, that, brings
1: us nicely you know you've alluded along the way to the challenges you faced uh, mm. in your life and uh, and it maybe brings us to the present day to the unguarded warrior mm. would you like to give us an overview of all of that james
2: yeah thank you i think um yeah as you say it's uh anyone who follows me on instagram or does knows me knows you know I, i'm pretty open nowadays about the struggles i've been through because i've got nothing to to hide anymore you know um I've been, it's been, it's been a rocky road, you know, um, and um, I think the lessons I've learned and the stuff I've been through um, has given me a a, a view on life um, that maybe not everyone has had, you know, so I feel like now I'm at a point, if I don't try and help Men, because I, I feel like I've got a real affinity with women. Well, I was brought up, you know, single parent, my sister, and my mum, you know, so I had a brother as well. But um, so I spent, you know, women are a big part of my life, and and but I feel like men, if we can fix us, we can kind of make a bigger change. You know what I mean? In in the grand scheme of things, I think we're a lot of the issue. Because um, I was anyway, I was a nightmare. So. Um, I feel like I need to help men and if I, if I can help them not go through what I've been through mentally as well as physically then then I feel like I'm, I'm, I've done something decent mm. in life and that yeah. it genuinely now is my 100% mission um, is to try and help men become mm. mentally and physically better than, than the versions of themselves yeah yeah and, and be okay to and to be vulnerable as well mm. I, I want us men to just be that's like that's okay yeah you know mm. it's okay to, to you know you don't have to go out and drink seven pints with your mate you know to, to have a conversation mm. to get deep you know you can just talk mm. We don't have to do it chaps you know and that that's what I wanna go on babe. I
0: was just gonna um interject by saying, you know, we look at the the, the statistics behind um on one hand uh male violence and then on the other hand um self-inflicted violence, mm. male suicide, and we see those numbers going up and up, and yeah. a lot of it seems a week to me in the UK. it's awful. A lot suicide. of it to me is that as a society we have not typically encouraged men to be uh, to express vulnerability yes. you know to
2: precisely the opposite in
0: absolutely fact. Mm-hmm. the opposite
2: conditions to just and i was the sa- yeah. i i not used to taught. say to people man up you know come on man up you know it was like i was that alpha kind of you know i was a pro mma fighter i was a you know a drug dealer i was a drug you know it was like that, you know I used to womanize her. I was it was terrible, you know in in every way. I was not a good human being um, But I always there was always something else in there that was just trying to get out But I, I you know I had terrible role models when I was young my dad died drank himself to death You know all of these things I had awful role models So I never felt I didn't know how to act and and that's what I want to try and help people to show them by how I act mm-hmm. This you can be a man you can be tough still you can have banter with your friends and joke around like I mm. do still and you don't have to be a woo woo and like you know wear Beey like dipping. bandanas and, and like you know you don't have to do it. you can still be a blokey bloke. But you don't have to be Mm. an idiot. There's no shame in expressing how you feel. Yeah, Mm. and there's no shame in telling someone you love them, another man, Mm. or Mm. you know, being like, uh, you know, to not being combative towards another man. I always was. I've let that go. If I go in a room now, I don't feel that ego kicking off anymore. Mm -hmm. I just um, I go in with love. And I, whereas before I would judge, I'd see a guy coming in, I'd be like, "Oh, who, who's he? Is he better than me? Is he taller than me? Is he better looking than me? Is he this? Is he richer? Yes, Is he black?" Conditioned to be so competitive oh, yeah. all the time. It's not healthy. It isn't healthy. You, it's good to to win and stuff, but you but you have to bring other people with you and bring them up. Don't don't go be single minded. On everything to the exclusion but of everyone exclusion, else. Yeah, yes. bring yeah. bring uh, fellow men, bring other men with you, and women. Bring them up with you. Don't you know degrade them? Don't be down mm. on them. Just let's bring each other up in life. That's a nut, you know, massive thing I want to want to bring out. An ego. Mm. I've had my ego cut so many times, you know, and. And it's been the best things that have happened to me. When I talk about, like, my, my the things that have happened in my life, I'm proud of everything that's happened. I'm grateful for everything. Because if it hadn't have happened that way, I wouldn't be be able to be... Mm the man I am now and have learned all I have and and Bev's been a big part of that journey for me teaching me how to be a decent human being Mm. showing me the way to be more empathetic and we were literally talking about it today I've started doing loads of random things that just and Bev's like that's empathy and I'm like ah it's you get out of my head you know (laughs) but I love that you know and and I'm grateful for that and I want to be that person that 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 is that person, you know, and and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm still a bloke. If someone tries to do something, I'm going to punch them in the face, you know, there's no, like, it's not, and that's not like an aggressive thing. I'm just, I'm not like this zen woo-woo, like, you know, levitating person. I am still, Mm. but I've just found a way with certain things I do and how I live now, and that's why I've I've created the Unguarded Warriors. And and it's basically to start with, it's a, it's going to be a retreat um, from the 17th to the 20th of December this year. Mm-hmm. It's before Christmas. It's it's a bold move, but I wanted to try and do some good before Christmas for men. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I was, and yeah, just to say that Christmas is often the time of year where um, societal issues, marital issues, financial issues, mm. all collide together Mm. and the results as we know we see it all the time can be catastrophic so something like this right before christmas um maybe will be the difference for for for, you know someone out there of having the worst christmas of their life Mm. or perhaps the best, or at least the beginning of, yeah, of you know journey. of and a journey is, to having the best yeah. Christmas and it is of their the life. It's the start
2: yes. of a journey. It's 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 this first one's called you know presence. So it's about being present in the in the now before Christmas with your family, with your friends, with your loved ones. It's just about connecting with yourself, with other men, and with the earth. You know, we're going to do some outdoor stuff. We're going to you know cold water therapy. We're going to do cold <laughs> yeah. water therapy, meditation. We're going to do we're going to you know do Talk. stuff like we're going to talk we've yes. got a couple of um, we've got some amazing practitioners that are going to do workshops through just just guiding through some issues that we've had in the past you know just working through that in a in a beautiful way we're going to have sharing circles we're also going to be chopping logs and having a fire pit and a you know and a barbecue and, and good we're gonna, food I was going to say you're going to have good food, food aren't you you know like nutritionally <laughs> balanced food great. I mean yeah. you know out yeah. in a beautiful farmhouse in Tunbridge Wells so it's yeah well look there will be men
1: listening to this podcast uh, you'll have piqued their interest and and for any of the themes that we've discussed today uh, including the unguarded warrior um, please email Lanzahoff at the arts club.co.uk. but also james do you want to plug your do you have an yeah. address or website so
2: just unguardedwarrior.com that's it unguardedwarrior.com Um, I'm James O'Keefe, NRG on Instagram and Mm -hmm. clearly you know who Beverly Knight is on Instagram, (laughs) it's not hard Um, and yeah, just you know, we're just, yeah, it's about helping people and giving a bit back before Christmas Um, we've got a couple of spaces that that I'm giving out to men who financially aren't in a good place Mm -hmm. um, but want, but need help so if there is anyone out and you know someone who's really struggling who can't afford it, just get in touch with me or Mario, and uh, I want want to help. You know, so yeah. Okay. Well, look, um, is that the time already? Yeah, you I know, know yeah. it's been
1: ah, so fantastic amazing. talking to you both. To you both, you're clearly best friends, um, and 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 just having the the chance to speak to you both has been a real privilege as well. So thank um, you. Yeah, we're, no, we're, thank you, Beverly. Thank you, James. Very grateful, and, yeah. um, Very grateful. Thank you. You know, your your friends of Landshoff at the Arts Club and, and always welcome here.
0: Thank you so much. It's
2: an amazing place. We it's love like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll come See you and, again very, thank very soon, Thank you, brother. Take care. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye
0: bye.